It is because floods and storms such as Sandy are global concerns that the U.S. Air Force deploys some of its men and women into the middle of catastrophic events. Major Brad Boudreau is an Air Force Reserve pilot with the 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron. The squadron is also known as the Hurricane Hunters. It's based out of Biloxi, Mississippi. Major Boudreau has spent thousands of hours flying C-130 planes into the most severe storms, about 10,000 feet up. He and his colleagues gather vital information that satellites can't see and drones can't collect, and they share the data with any nation that needs it. In the case of Sandy, that included Haiti, Cuba, and Canada. Major Boudreau flew into Hurricane Sandy more times than he can remember. You know, to be honest with you, I lost count. I know that the last flight we did uh, six penetrations through the center of the storm. And I believe the flight before that, maybe four or five. So how long does each one take? It depends. Sometimes we're on station anywhere from four to six hours in the storm environment. Last flight, I believe we were delayed almost six hours in, in the storm. Wow. Tell us what you were doing. We're flying through the middle of the storm. So we go on the outer bands of the storm. We're collecting data as far as pressure, wind, temperature, all that information. We're constantly collecting it and we're taking readings. And what we're basically doing is we're tracking it as far as pinpointing the exact center location of the storm. Take us on one of your flights through Sandy. To be honest, it's uh, sometimes it can be long and boring, but uh, there <laughs> are plenty so. of times also where it can be extremely exciting and a little scary. It takes a, a real veteran a hurricane hunter to say sometimes it can be pretty boring flying through a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, um, every storm's different. I, every time we talk to somebody about that, I, I try to emphasize how every storm's a little different. And what was Sandy like? Uh, Sandy, Sandy was different in the sense that here we had this tropical storm that when we followed it down by Cuba, uh, it was all the normal characteristics that we would expect to see in a hurricane where as your stronger winds are, are close to your eye wall, closer to the center of the storm. Once this thing uh, started building up and it started mixing up with some of the winter air and these in this jet stream coming down from the north, the storm actually became a, a very large storm. It was not a very powerful storm, but we were seeing hurricane force winds. They were up to 150 miles from the center of the storm. And is that unusual? So that is unusual. Usually... The stronger winds are much closer to the eyewall in the center of the storm. This one, when we got closer into the storm, the winds really were not that strong at the center, which was a, a little unusual compared to all the other storms that I've flown. So when something like the Hurricane Sandy has a wider grasp like that, something that you say you hadn't really seen before, how do you feel that when you're on the, the C-130? It just depends. You know, when it's mixing up and the dry air is mixing up with some of the moisture air, a lot of times you get a lot of convection in the storm in that area. And, and these things can build up pretty fast. And that's when it, it has the most effect on us because you're dealing now with these updrafts and downdrafts. And we were in Raphael a few weeks ago and we were experiencing this. It was transitioning from a tropical storm into a hurricane. So it was barely a hurricane. And it doubled in size while we were in the storm. No and way. we had a lot of severe turbulence to extreme turbulence. And it was probably the roughest ride I've ever been on. So this is, a, you're talking about Hurricane Raphael. This uh, was Raphael. Right yeah. around Bermuda, correct? Right, close to the Bermuda Triangle. And it we can see on the radar that this is going to be a rough ride. We can tell by the indications on our radar scope that this was going to be very turbulent. So I did tell everybody in the plane, hey, make sure you're strapping in. It's going to get very bumpy. So we had everybody strap in tight, kind of hang on for the ride. 
But as we went in there and we experienced this basically airborne tornado, the plane basically tried to flip over on us. I had to go ahead and take the airplane and I, I pushed the nose down towards the ground uh, just to get the airspeed because we were at max power trying to maintain that 10,000 feet. So what's the threat there? Uh, the threat is that you stall the airplane out and the airplane just falls out of the sky. Airspeed keeps you flying. And I, I was actually had a student on board, a new co-pilot flying with us. And so I was actually instructing her at the same time as, as flying through the storm. So as this is going on, I'm also trying to explain to her, I'm going to lose some altitude in order to gain my airspeed back. And that's exactly what we did. We, we put the nose down, got our airspeed back. We climbed back up to our altitude and it was back to a normal, well, what we consider a normal flight. Were you, <laughs> were you still in the hurricane, in the cyclone within the hurricane at that point, or had you flown out? Uh, we were still in the cyclone. We were right in the eyewall of the storm. We were basically in the worst possible area of the storm at the worst possible time when it was rapidly intensifying. While we were in the storm, in the eyewall, this storm had actually doubled in size. Did your mother know you do this? <laughs> uh, she prays a lot. Major Brad Boudreau, Hurricane Hunter. Ever wonder what the eye of a tropical storm looks like from above? We've got a slideshow. It's at theworld.org.